Welcome everyone to the most accurate podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. With me is my excellent co-host, the incomparable Jen Akins. Jen, how's it going, buddy? I am doing well. A little warm uh, in my house right now. A little warm in Colorado uh, right now and a little warm in my house. So uh, a little sweaty here on the pod already. But other than that, uh, I'm great. I'm excited to talk about uh, guys that we don't want, which is a rarity. Usually we always talk about, you know, guys we want. So this should be fun. Yeah, yeah, it should be fun. I'm doing good. Um, I'm not as sweaty, but I think I think sweat's okay on the podcast. I think sweat is, <laughs> is perfectly acceptable on this okay. on the podcast. Uh, no, doing good. We don't have a guest this week. Uh, I think we've got a guest next week, but we'll uh, tweet about that once we get that all ironed out. But I'm excited. Uh, as Jen alluded to, we're going to talk about players that we don't want to draft. We're going to go round by round in a fantasy draft and talk about all the players in each round we are not targeting and not interested in. Now, just a little precursor. This doesn't mean that we hate the player, okay? And it doesn't even mean that we won't have this player on some fantasy <laughs> rosters. It means that we don't like their ADP. We don't like where they're being drafted. We don't think it's good value. And so they're not going to be on our rosters in leagues where they're going at that pick. So we used 4 for Four's powerful multi-site ADP tool. Uh, it's over there at 444.com. It's an excellent tool to go to get them to get an idea of where guys are going as you're planning your draft. So without further ado, because we tend to be anti-ado on this podcast, hence the <laughs> face, uh, let's start in that first round. Jed, who's somebody in the first round you are not leaving drafts with? So full disclosure here. Round one was tough, right? I mean, round one is round one. There's a lot of, of people you want there. Uh, Brandon and I kind of, you know, ma made a sheet so we knew who. So I, I didn't want to take who he had already put. Uh, so I had to pick somebody. So the person that I picked, like I said, full disclosure, I actually drafted this person this morning in Scott Fishbowl. <laughs> um, I did take him in the second round, though, not the first. So I am at least adhering a bit to our our, our criteria here. But the uh, the guy I have in the first round, according to our multi-site ADP, is Bijan Robinson. Ah. <laughs> He's a rookie, sure, right? I know you love your rookie running backs, but he is the clear running back one in this offense. But the question is, like, is Arthur Smith going to use him properly? I mean, there's other people there that he has not used in a manner that we thought and expected he could use, a la Kyle Pitts, right? So, you know, Tyler Algier is still there. He was efficient as a rookie last year. He could eat into his workload a little bit as uh, Robinson adjusts to the NFL. I do like Bijan, obviously, or Bijan. Uh, I, I did draft him this morning. However, you know, at the one six one seven where he's going, I don't, uh, I don't love it. So I won't have a lot of him. Probably not. Like in my main home league redraft, I will probably go elsewhere uh, if I have a spot kind of in that mid first round. How much do you think Desmond Ritter impacts Bijan Robinson? Like, is if Ritter is a good solid starting quarterback, do you become more bullish? Or uh, or do you think it's basically just Arthur Smith? How much does he use him? Does he get those touches? Is that is that your main concern? I would think if Ritter's decent, then the offense is going to be decent and they're going to be on the field longer and they're not going to be playing catch up. And so then he will have more uh, more opportunity, right? If they get behind early and they suck, uh, they're going to have to probably air it out to try to do something in that second half. So I think if Ritter's better than as expected, then hopefully, you know, Bijan will be as you know better than expected as well. That's what I'm watching. I'm uh, I because Ritter, the jury's out on Ritter. We just we don't know Very what out. we're going to see out of him, right? So it's <laughs> I, I, I anyway. like Ritter. Like I like him as a seems like a good kid and all that, but I, I am under no false illusions that he's an established product. And, that and I don't think anybody is really. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I can't imagine that people are are, are targeting him per se in uh, in fantasy or any of that. Who is your uh, who's your round one guy? Well, speaking of questionable quarterback situations, right? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo over there with the Raiders. Uh, Jimmy G is is hurt now. So we don't know if we're staring down the gun barrel of Brian Hoyer at quarterback right now <laughs> or if it's going to be Jimmy G. Uh, but the, the name that pops out to me, Devontae Adams at the 1.08. I love Devontae Adams. Talented guy. It's nothing really personal against him. But if I'm buying into somebody in the first round, I want to believe in the offense that they're a part of, and I just don't believe in that Raiders offense. Even if Jimmy G plays week one, even if he's good to go, uh, you know, he's missed significant time in three of his past five seasons. Uh, his last foolish season, he had 38, 10 yards, 15 games, 20 touchdowns, 12 picks. Like, that's fine. Kind of on par with what Carr did last year, and that was a bad year for Carr. 
so I, I'm just, I, I know Jimmy G can provide quality fantasy production from the receiver. I'm sure Devontae Adams will be fine. He was the wide receiver three last year. Uh, I just worry about that quarterback situation, that offense in general. So when I'm buying in, I'd rather take, I don't know, Nick Chubb there, or if CeeDee Lamb's there, I'd rather take CeeDee Lamb. Uh, th- those are usually the two I see there. It's usually either Lamb or Adams is there. It's usually not both. Right. But that's kind of what I'm looking at at the 1.08. So, yeah, I agree. I like Adams. I mean, it's tough not to like Adams. He's he's a consistent producer year in year out, regardless of situation. This one's a little tough to get fired up about in the first. I, I know that it's tough. I, I I like him, and I have drafted him earlier on. The, I, I drafted him before we knew Jimmy G had a hurt foot. I mean, you know, yeah. earlier this spring, it makes a difference. Yeah. yeah. Earlier this spring, there was really nothing happening there. They signed him and, and it was all good. And I, and I drafted plenty of Devontae Adams and I've since backed off uh, for that reason. But, you know, if anyone's QB proof, he could be, but you know, we don't even know who, who's going to be there. So I, I agree with you. Like I said earlier, uh, I, I almost went with him. And then when I saw you did, I pivoted to Robinson. The, the name I want to throw at you, Derek Henry is going 1.09. He I almost thought about Henry. Henry's the guy that you want to bet on him until you don't, right? You want right. to bet on him until he shows well, I mean, we learned off. our lesson last yeah. season, right? Everyone faded him, and it was a mistake. So I don't know that we can fade him again. I just feel like that offense is going to be very similar as it was last year. They're going to just run him until he can't run anymore. And maybe that happens earlier than later. Um, and so maybe he will be somewhat of a bust, you know, as a first round pick, but as long as he's doesn't fall off that cliff, you know, age wise and, and product, you know, his, yeah, as long as his talent and ability does not fall off a cliff, I don't see how he doesn't have a decent season. I just think that offense is going to be very similar. They're just going to run. This reminds me, I predicted Emmett Smith's downfall like six years in a row. <laughs> And he just just never did. Right. And that's where we are with Henry. And that's where we're starting to be with Kelsey. I mean, last year people, people were definitely "Eh." this year. No, I mean, Kelsey is back on top. No one's, I don't hear a lot of, of the old narrative there for Kelsey. I feel like people are like, okay, we learned our lesson last year. We're drafting Kelsey, but I think Henry is one of those. And I've seen even, you know, in the, like I said, you know, Scott Fishbowl kicked off today and I'm in the 12 spot chat. and, And there's a lot of people talking about, you know, Henry, you know, you know, I just realized he's on the sheet later. So forget it. Scratch what I just said. And we'll talk about, we'll talk about, yeah, we'll get to that later. Talk about, talk about other, other yeah. Titans later yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. We'll do that. Uh, let's go to round two, Jen. Who's somebody in round two that you are not leaving drafts with? So my round two person, once again, a little difficult round two is, is another round where, you know, you can make a case for anybody in there. I went with Brees Hall. Um, I'm a little bit indifferent on Hall. Like I'm not super, super anti, but for the purpose of this pod, um, he is my second round bust. He's coming off an ACL tear. <clears throat> he is supposedly on track for week one, but that's one of those things you never know. You know, I think that Hall's one of those guys that will probably come on the second half of the season, which is fine if he wasn't a second round pick. But I feel like if they ease him back in and you invest that draft capital, you're missing out on a guy that's going to produce for 17 weeks where you may get Hall may produce for 10 or 12 or whatever. So I just think a second round is a little too pricey for Hall. I just like some of the other guys there. I feel like in the second round, you can get, you know, you can get a chub. You can get some of these, some of these other, you know, running backs if you wanted that. Or there's also, you know, really good uh, wide receivers there in the second, like I'm on my St. Brown. You know, if you if you if you like a Garrett Wilson, someone like that, I just think Brees Hall is a little too risky coming back from that injury. And there's also, you know, other running backs there. They have Michael Carter. They have, you know, the rookie that they drafted as well. So I just like we said at the earlier when we started, these are not guys we hate hate. I just for a second round price tag, I'm not I'm not taking Hall. I'm with you. You know, uh, this is another situation. You said you saw that I'd done Adams, and so you didn't choose Adams. When we talked about this topic, Brees Hall came up, and mm-hmm. so I, I thought Brees Hall might be your pick, so I kind of pivoted away. But he he was definitely the first one that uh, right. that I saw. Also, where he's going, you know, the 2.10 right now. I, you mentioned Amon Ross St. Brown. That's who I'm taking at that spot because right. it's the last receiver that I like. So once, so who- once it gets past them, it gets dicey. 
Totally. So who did you pick? Who did you go with? I went with Josh Jacobs. And this is not the okay. most analytical thing I'm going to say, okay? This is this is 40 years of me watching football and and just having all these little gut feelings. It's it's not the most analytical thing in the world. But, you know, 340 attempts last year, career highs and games played and yards and uh, tied his career high in touchdowns, career high in carries. He's on the franchise tag. He might hold out. He might miss training camp. I Even if he doesn't miss games, like if he holds out and misses training camp, does that increase the injury risk? And um, I, I'm already concerned about the Raiders offense in general. I just, guys coming off career years with like off-season scuttlebutt happening and high usage. And he's a player, he's a warrior who plays hurt anyway. So I just, he's 2.03 right now. I just, I'd much rather take somebody else. I, I think you could find a high volume back in the third round. Najee Harris uh, is an example of somebody. I know people don't like the efficiency uh, metrics on Harris, but he's a high volume back. You can find some of those guys later. I think I'd rather go receiver rather if Chubb falls to that spot, I'd rather take Nick Chubb. I'm just going to stay away from Josh Jacobs at that price tag this year. Yeah, I think Jacobs is a lot better as a third rounder, which he is he is no longer and not. But uh, I agree with you. I mean, once again, we just talked about the Raiders offense for a decent amount of time there. So he fits into that same discussion of like, what is what is that offense? We don't know. So I'm with you. And those guys, they miss training camp, and then they come in, and they just end up with those soft tissue injuries. It just seems to happen a lot. And then they they pull a hammy, and then they're, like, questionable for three weeks, and then they miss a game. And I just eh, – I'm just going to stay away from that. <laughs> so in that third round, we're, uh, let's go on to the third round here, which kicks off uh, the first pick in the third round. Najee Harris, last pick in the third round is T. Higgins in that gap. Where are you? Uh, who are you targeting as someone you're not not going to draft? So I am about to to stab uh, my co-host Brandon in the heart here. <gasps> oh no! I, I am going. <laughs> I am going with uh, Ken Walker. I know. I know you love him. I don't hate the guy. Once again, mm-hmm. however, yeah. so, so listen. We we all know Seattle loves to establish, right? They establish the run. Sure, they run, run, run. They got Zach Charbonnet in the second round of the NFL draft. I mean, that's, that's a pretty, that's a lot of draft capital for a running back to be used. Makes me nervous that they're going to use him as a second round uh, NFL draft pick. I feel like it limits his ceiling. I feel like, you know, I feel like Charbonnet uh, is likely taking a lot of that pass catching work. Like Walker didn't even really have last season. So well, I don't dislike Walker because I know that Pete Carroll loves to run his running backs to the ground, and he will. He will use both of them. Like we've said a bunch on this podcast, he will also use DJ Dallas. He will also use Kenny McIntosh. They'll all be in the mix. But I do feel like as a third rounder, I just can't I can't pull the trigger there on Walker. I just It makes me too nervous that his, uh, his ceiling is lower than others there. So <laughs> podcast over. Friendship okay. done. That's the way. See what? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I, I get it. When Ken Walker dropped to the fourth round, I thought he was a no brainer. Now that he's an early third round, I kind of feel like that that's the point where it starts to be questionable to me. Do I want to do right. that? Or maybe I want to take one of those top quarterbacks if they're sitting there in the early right. third round or, uh, or maybe, you know, maybe I'm on Ross St. Brown is still there. Maybe Devonte Smith is, is an option there. So I, I get it. I get not going. He's not on my do not draft in the third round lift. Cause I do like him and he is a home run hitter. So I think 15 touches a game from Ken Walker or 12 touches a game can still get you, you know, at least fringe RB one numbers, which I, I like, but I'm, but I'm with you. I think, I think it's very fair. Everything you said is very, very fair. So <laughs> before you give yours, hello to Mr. Scampers, who is, uh, who has joined us. Hi, Mr. Scampers. Nice to see you, uh, or at least see your name, uh, highlight on here. Also a little shout out to our friend Mario, who sent me a nice message today. So hi to Mario. Yes, well. Mario. I saw your message. It was very sweet. Thank you. Yeah, thank very you much. for listening. Uh, I'm not taking Joe Mixon in the third round. That's who I'm not going to take. I am not taking Joe Mixon either, but you had already put him down. So (laughs) I had to, but no, I am 150% with you. I have zero shares and I will have zero at the end of the summer. Yeah. So he was the RB eight in 0.5 PPR points per game last year. Right. So, um, 
RB8, but if you take out that explosion he had against Carolina in week nine, you take that game out and he put up RB18 numbers in fantasy points per game. So it was one really, really big game. And then where he got like almost half of his season total touchdowns and like 18% of his yards and stuff like that. So you take uh, take that one game out and he was pretty pedestrian last year. He's quietly entering his age 27 season. He's been a high usage player, consistent off-field issues. I just, eh. He's only played a full season twice. I'm out. I'm not not interested in Joe Mixon, even though I love the offense. Yeah, and I I feel like the Bengals aren't even really interested in Joe Mixon either, but they're kind of stuck with him. So I I, I just yeah I can't I can't get excited about him uh, in the third round. I mean I think last year he was what like the one two turn. I mean he's at least fallen, yeah. but not not far enough for me. Yeah, this is uh, I've always it's so funny. I've always been kind of out on Mixon. And I had like two years where I was in and and I was wrong and two years where I was out and I was wrong. Right. No, of course. <laughs> I know that that happens too. I remember two years ago I was completely out. And then I did that one league, that one kind of hall of fantasy league thing with, uh, with John Paulson and we lost communication and he took Mixon and I was so mad. And he actually had a, he ended up having, that was a good season. Um, and I, but I would have never taken him. So I'm, I'm like you, I'm always, I pick the wrong ones. So I'm just, yeah. <laughs> Which means he's probably going to have a fantastic RB one season, but I I don't care. Absolutely, and 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 you you realize by now that I will always have a '90s fantasy football reference when we talk about somebody, right? So, oh yeah, of course. Andre Reed is that guy from my youth, my right. fantasy football season youth, right? I I always picked him in the wrong years. He'd have a phenomenal year and then a bad year, and then a phenomenal year. I always had him in the wrong years. <laughs> you know, I wish that I remembered my. I just don't. I don't. I don't remember my stuff like you do. Like I've been, you know, my first year was 1996 and I can't tell you anything. Like, I don't know who I had. I don't know which years I won championships. I just don't know. Like, I don't remember. I think, um, it, I think what we're learning here, Jen, is that you just have a lot more going on in your life than I do. <laughs> I think that's what. <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps. But uh, it, it, yeah. Anyway. All right. Round four, Jen. I'll, I'll, I'll stop derailing us without. Okay. Round... How old I am. No, no, no. Listen, first of all, I'm older than you. And not second by much. Eh, all right. We're both old. So round four, uh, my pick of, of players I am not drafting may surprise you. Uh-huh. DJ Moore. Ah, okay. DJ Moore. I didn't know this about DJ Moore until. So I wrote an article that actually went live this morning on 444. It's uh, Sleepers and Traps. And so I was searching for a trap. Um, and I ended up researching and, and I discovered DJ Moore and I discovered that I don't like him this morning. Uh, oh, wow. So, yeah, I, I was kind of indifferent heading in, you know, so far this offseason. Eh, I took him when, here and there and without any real analysis. But after diving in today, I realized I, I don't like him. I don't want him. Uh, no. So basically, as we all know, this is no secret, right? Chicago was dead last in, in pass attempts last year. I think it was 377. Um, which was significantly lower than any other team in the NFL. Fields was, I'm going to throw you with a stat that is not normally a me stat, but I'm going to throw it at you. Fields was 27th in completion rate over expected last season. Oh, look at you. Yes, 27th. Everyone's talking about this leap. Sure, he may make a leap, but what if he doesn't, right? I mean, last year, his best wide receiver was Darnell Mooney, who was wide receiver 64 in, in half PPR points per game. That was his best receiver. Obviously, DJ Moore, more talented than Mooney. DJ Moore, you know, is quarterback proof to a certain extent. But, I mean, you know, right now he's, like, being drafted as wide receiver 13. Or, I'm sorry, wide receiver 18. Can't read my handwriting. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so he's being drafted as a wide receiver 2. And I just feel like he's more of a wide receiver 3. Like, what, like we were saying, like, it's not that I hate the guy. I just, round 4, there's just better guys I'd rather take there. I don't. I just don't trust that Bears offense yet. And I understand it's different than the Bears offense from last year, or even the year before, but is it like, I just don't, I feel like in round four, I'd rather get someone that's more, just more, more of a, a you know, a sure thing, if you will. There's safer options available. I'm with you. I, I love DJ Moore as a player. Loved him coming out of Maryland. Uh, I think he's been stuck in quarterback purgatory. His he entire has, career. And he's done the best that, I mean, he, you know, he's had, I think, his five years, he's had two wide receiver, two seasons, two wide receiver, three, and then a wide receiver, five, all with bad quarterback situations. So I get it. You know, he's he's Allen Robinson light or Allen Robinson 2.0 or whatever you want to say, right, when it comes to quarterbacks. Robinson's had significantly better quarterbacks than, 
true. <laughs> At least Blake play. Bortles was basically not... running a run and shoot. You know, like listen, Blake Bortles. <laughs> Uh, give me some Blake Bortles in London all day. If I could yeah. have that as my fantasy, like I, if you could just pick that, like I'm going to draft Blake Bortles, but only in London, that would be fantastic. But no, I, you know, DJ Moore, it's one of those things where he's not like, at least he's not being drafted as a wide receiver one. Right. I mean, people are at least lowering expectations a bit, but to me, I feel like he's more in wide receiver three territory than wide receiver two. So I would like him a couple rounds later. I'm with you completely. I, I'm with you. And I'm going to double down on your Bears, uh, Justin oh, yeah? Fields. Yeah, Justin Fields is not is my fourth round pick. Like, oh, there we go. See? Okay. Yeah. Like, he could be a league winner, right? Like, Justin Fields absolutely could be a league winner. He rushed for, like, 1,100. I don't have the number. 1,100 yards or something oh, wow. last year. Like, yeah, a lot of rushing yards last year. Was great fantasy-wise. But, you know, including the wonderful stat that you brought up, like, he's he's still developing as a passer and he may not take that leap it's very possible he he doesn't show any ability to progress through reads right now right. uh he's he holds on to the ball too long right yeah he's scattershot with his arm he does he holds the ball way too long it's like a it's like Ryan Tannehill back there like it just there's a little <laughs> dolphin shade there but um yeah i he could be a league winner he's a legit qb1 potential could wind up being the qb1 but when you're drafting him in the 4th round you're expecting that production and I, I'm not on board for that. Like eighth round, ninth round, sure, give me that risk. I'm okay with that, right? But you're taking him over Justin Herbert, right? And then like three rounds later, you can get Dak Prescott. Like I just, I, I'm, I'm not into it. If I'm taking a quarterback, it's going to be Allen or Mahomes or Hurts in like the early third. Out, outside of that, I'm, I'm waiting. Like that's where I'm at. Yeah, I agree. I think Fields is, is he's very divisive this year because I feel like there's a lot of people that really believe in that leap and feel like with the rushing upside and if he takes that leap, he's going to be fantastic. But then there's the what if, right? What if he doesn't? And what if we're stuck with exactly like we had last year, which wasn't horrible. I don't remember where he finished last year, but based on an 80, like a fourth rounder, I would much rather get, uh, you know, my wide receiver two, my RB2, whatever at that point than Fields. Absolutely. More. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to stop just for a moment to say hi to Duncan. Thanks for stopping in, Duncan. Hey, Olaf. Duncan. Uh, Duncan has the third pick in a 10-team full PPR. Uh, Chase, Cup, or Hill is what uh, Duncan is assuming, saying that CMC and Jefferson are going to go one and two. Wants to go wide receiver. To me, it's definitely Jamar Chase at the number three. What do you think, Jen? I kind of – I'd go Cup. You'd go Cup. Yeah, I hate to disagree with you, but of no. those, I, I don't know why. I just, I feel like Cup is going to explode. I mean, not that he hasn't exploded the last two years because he has, but I just feel like he's a better bet than Chase only because I feel like in that offense, I feel like he is the guy. He is the main guy. I feel like Higgins is there uh, and you also have a better, a better run game too uh, with the Bengals. So I think if you want straight up PPR, like target monster, I would just, I would go cup, but I feel like they're very close. I mean, it's not like you're not going to go wrong with chase, you know, but I think I like both of those guys over Hill and first the similar reason, whereas there's waddle there and there's questions with, uh, uh, Tua as well. So, uh, Oh, scampers agrees with me. Love it. I, you know what? You may have just convinced me. I, I to be fair, I tend to be a little bit of a "what have you done for me lately" kind of a person. I I don't like that I'm that way, but I kind of default that. Well, it I is, think we all do to a certain extent. I mean, it is hard to overlook the dude won a won the triple crown in receiving uh, like a year ago. So it's it's tough to tough. To and I understand that. like there is trepidation when it comes to Stafford, right? Stafford was rough last year. He was not good, and he had injuries, and he left. So that part is a little scary. Um, but that yeah. offense in general, we don't maybe right. it might be great, you know. But Cup was still fine last year. I mean, I don't know exactly, I don't remember where he finished till he got hurt. Yeah, till he got hurt, so. right? So, yeah, uh, I'm gonna shift, uh, I'm gonna start with uh, quarterback since I, um, in the fifth round, since I, I made all this oh. argument, uh, it, I made all this argument about Justin sheet. Fields. <laughs> okay, I, I made all this argument about Fields. I'm just gonna cut right into the fifth round and just say Deshaun Watson is my guy for all the same reasons I said Justin Fields. Um, you know, with Watson fifth round, you're expecting him to be Deshaun Watson if you take him in the fifth round. And so far, we haven't seen that he is. So he was terrible when he took over with the Browns. Now, he'll probably be fine, right? I'm sure he will be. 
uh, on the field, off the field. We're not talking about, but I mean, that's the thing. It's just, I don't care. Like, I know we're not supposed to talk about that stuff, but like, it's just tough to root for the guy. I can't, I've been the same boat. Just can't do it. Like, and I understand, I I do have the ability to separate fantasy from real life. And I do have the ability to draft players that have done horrible things. I've done it. I will do it, but I don't know that just John Watson's like a different level with all of it's just, there's so like, the way it is for me is uh, w- with the guys I don't want to root for, right? Uh, I-, I usually, there's a point where I'll draft them. Of but, course, no. But I, but I usually I usually won't pay up to do it is kind of where I'm at, so. Right, like, <laughs> I mean, you can't tell, like, I've drafted Tyreek Hill. I'm going to continue to draft Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I, you know, it, but for some reason with Watson, it just makes it, I don't know, it just. We have to pay up for him and he's risky. Well, like, true. It's not like, it, it's yes. not like it's a bona fide, this guy's definitely going to rock a qb1 season like who knows right so fifth round again you're taking him around justin herbert ahead of dak prescott guys like that that you know are going to produce at least to some extent i'd rather wait and take like a gino or aaron Rodgers or whatever at that point especially for redraft because you can always if it's a one qb league like there's no reason to invest in watson there yeah so that's that's my pick for the fifth round who uh who are you ignoring in the fifth uh, my fifth round pick for not drafting is Damian Pierce. Ah, yet another. I think I've gone like all no, all running backs except DJ Moore. But um, yes, uh, Damian Pierce is my guy. He had a, he had a very good rookie season. I'm not going to discount that. He did. They added Devil, Devin Singletary and they paid him pretty well. So I feel like you know, like I said earlier with with Zach Charbonnet, I feel like they're going to use him. I think Damian Pierce is still going to be their their RB one. I do. But I also feel like we have a whole new staff, a, a new regime, if you will, for the Texans. And we don't really know what they're going to do. Like nothing's guaranteed there as far as workload. So I feel like once we're in that round, I'd rather wait and take James Conner or Rashid White later. Like they're, I feel like why, I don't know. I just don't know that Damian Pierce is going to be that much better than either of those guys as far as their volume and their output. So I would rather spend that draft capital in round five on someone that I just feel like is a little bit better. Maybe someone with more, I, I don't know. I just, and I don't have a problem with Damian Pierce as, as an actual player. I think he's fine. Um, you know, he is coming off an ankle injury as well. Right. So I don't know. He's just not someone that I'm loving there in round five. I feel like Devin Singletary may, and I know you like Devin Singletary as well. I feel like he may cut in a little more than people realize. Like it may be a one, a one B like, you know, more than a full on, 1A, 1B, if that makes sense. No, I'm with you. And, you know, D'Amico Ryans comes over there from that San Francisco culture, like where you have a running back by committee situation. And sure, we've had some, uh, we've we've mined some excellent fantasy production from the running back position under Kyle Shanahan, but we also don't know who it's going to be often. And I think, I think you're very correct. I think we're going to see both these guys. So a fifth round pick for Damian Pierce, I'm kind of with you. So, yeah. How about uh, let's shift over to the sixth round. Where are you at in the sixth round? Because I, 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 I'm, I, I took a look at the show sheet and I'm, I'm upset, Jen. I'm upset. I knew you would be. This was a very hard round for me. I yeah. actually kind of liked most of the players there, so I feel like it was difficult, and I had to just pick somebody. So I went with Dak Prescott. <laughs> ah. um, I know you like Dak, and I know a lot of people like Dak, and it doesn't mean that I'm not going to take him because I probably sure. will in, in other places and other rounds and whatnot. But I feel like, like we just talked about, right? In in a straight up normal like redraft league with one QB, I'm not taking a QB unless I take, say, Allen or Mahomes or Hurts. Like I'm just not even. Gonna, I'm just waiting. That's just how I am. I will absolutely wait till the end. So it's not that I dislike Dak. I just dis- dislike him in the sixth. I feel like I'd rather wait and take Cousins to a, Dan- you know. Daniel Jones, Gino, even Rogers. And I would rather grab like a wide receiver three or, you know, someone in in that realm um, in round six. So it's not a knock on Dak himself. I think he's going to be fine. I just don't think that you need to, I don't want to say waste a pick, but I just don't think you need to spend a six round, uh, you know, draft capital on a quarterback there. It's fair. I I like Dak. Dak is somebody who uh, in the six, that's kind of, the point where I'm willing to start looking at that guy. He was the QB eight while he right. played last year. Um, 
you just look at the weeks that he started last year, he was the QB eight and that's, you know, QB 10 off the board in round six. I feel like that's about where it starts to become value to me, but I'm not going to argue with you if you want to wait and take cousins around later or Rogers later. Like, I'm not going to argue with that. I just feel like, I don't know. I'm one of those people. I I've developed the whole QB. I, I play QB chicken in my home league sure. because it's just, it's actually part of the fun. I mean, it's I just, fun. I wait and wait and wait. And I'm like, okay, you know, I, I, because a lot of people in my league will go early. Like Allen will go in the first. Hertz will probably go in the first this year, you know. And then so I just feel like I just I, I prefer to wait and I'd rather scoop up value and depth in round six than just take Dak. I just and he may fall. I mean, that's that's just based on our multi-site ADP and it's July, right? So once we get to the end of August, early September, Dak may be an eighth rounder, which is much more digestible for me. Very possible. Absolutely. So, uh, Jamie Parag, hi, thanks for joining us. Agrees with you, likes uh, Dak more in the eighth round. So, uh, same with Mr. Scampers. Uh, You're like I missed me and Mr. Scampers. That's right. Scampers and Jen. I, uh, I will say, I, I had a hard time with the sixth round, too. I kind of like everybody there. You got some cool receivers there. Time yeah, it was, it was a Godwin. tough one. Yeah, Christian Kirk's there. I went with Evan Ingram. Uh, I, I don't really hate Ingram. But in the sixth round, I'm probably not looking at tight end. I'm probably going to wait a couple more rounds right. yeah. and take Fryermuth or take one of those guys later. Um, yeah, had you not taken Ingram, I probably would have picked him. Yeah. I just feel like he was kind of the obvious standout in that round, which is why I went with Dak. But like you said, there's a lot of good there's a lot of good wide receivers in there, and uh, I like you know. It, I liked that round. That's why it was so hard for me. And I was like, I know Brandon's going to kill me that I'm going to pick Dak, but <laughs> he's really the only other guy in here that I'm just, I could even argue for. I, I'm just saying my uh, Dak Prescott, Ken Walker teams are very upset with you. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it's uh no, 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 no. We're uh, it, it's all fun. The sixth round was a tough one. It's funny. There's a few rounds. There's actually a couple rounds later too. There's one specifically that shockingly was a round. I, I had a hard time picking someone, but we'll get to that. Uh, the seventh round, we agree on the seventh we round. Are, we ben. are samesies in this one. I just couldn't, I could, there was nobody else. And I just, I know we both feel passionately about this one. So I was like, let's just, I figured I'd let you talk about it. And I would just say, yep, same. Yeah, let's just, uh, Kadarius Tony in the seventh round. Uh, look, I get the talent, and he's probably going to have a couple really great spike weeks in Kansas City. Uh, I don't want him on my roster. I don't want to have to try to figure out whether or not to start <laughs> him. I don't want to have to move him in and out of IR when he pulls yes. a hammy. Like, I don't want to deal with that. Kansas City's a mess to figure out outside of Travis Kelsey, obviously. Uh, Tony hasn't been able to stay healthy and there's a lot of mouths to feed there, and there's also no mouths to feed. It's a weird situation. <laughs> and now you got DeAndre Hopkins' uh, rumors going uh, to, to Kansas City. Apparently, he's been waiting out the other offers that he's gotten because he's waiting for Kansas City to make some salary cap magic and give him a real that offer. That would be... Um... That would be interesting, that, but that would kill the rest of the receivers for me, though. But it's like, good me, because oh, I don't draft any yeah. of them anyway. So yeah. I have no Tony. I have no Sky Moore. I have no MVS. Like I have none of them. So yeah. if Hopkins were to go there, it'd be like, all right. Yeah. You know, you, you know who I kind of have a little bit of. I, I'm kind of taking Richie James at the end of drafts. That's see, kinda... I can get behind that. Like in best yeah. ball, yes. Redraft, He's... no. But even in, even in redraft, I've got him as, as a last pick storing on the back of my as like my wide receiver six. Like I've uh, occasionally because I don't know, he kind of produced in spots last year and he's got talent. I don't know. I I'm not taking Richie James to the bank or anything like that, but I do think that was kind of an underrated signing. Like, I think he's going to have a role. I think he's going to get snaps there. So we'll see what happens. So Mr. Scampers talks about Justin Ross. Yeah, I've, I've definitely taken some Justin Ross too, but yeah. I haven't taken any of the other guys. I just can't, well, I can't go down the MVS road and I can't go down the sky more. Sky more actually is one of mine in the later rounds here. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get to him again. Yeah. I'm rooting for Skybor. I'm not drafting Skybor, <laughs> so that's kind of kind of where I am on Skybor. So I think we're uh, we're there. Let's go to the eighth round here. Who's your eighth round? Do not draft. Well, I mean, I might as well just pile on the Bears because we already have been this entire episode. So <laughs> there's my a eighth, theme with offenses here. My, my eighth rounder is Cole Komet. Oh, nice. Uh I don't, well, first of all, you know, I'm either early or late. So I don't like that tight end dead zone. And that's where he's living, right? In the eighth round, I don't want anything to do with tight end there. We rarely get a decent return on investment for those tight ends in those rounds. And Cole Komet is not going to be that guy this year. I'm sorry. Uh, he had a decent year last year. He did. But, you know, for the same reasons as DJ Moore I talked about earlier, I just don't see... I just don't see the production there. Like even if fields takes, you know, any kind of leap, I just, 
I don't see it happening uh, for Komet, especially as an eighth rounder. I'll totally wait for, you know, Chigakonkwo or even Sam Laporta. I mean, I'll just, I'll, I'll wait till the bare end, especially in redraft, because you're going to end up streaming anyway, because they all suck. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I can't even argue with you on this. Like, it's no. just, Cole Komet was a very good option there. It's just, the tight ends at this spot, it's just not what I'm taking a tight end. I, I'm just not going to do it. I completely agree with you. There's Wait. Now there are more mouths to feed in an offense are, where we're not going to get realize. a lot of passing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Mr. Scamper says, I didn't realize Robert Tunyon was in Chicago also. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't. I went this whole offseason without realizing that. But I don't know if that moves the needle for me on either way. But uh, I'm still out on, on commit. And I'm out on. Um, I think I think Bob Tunyon's gonna at least catch three goal line touchdown passes that might have gone Komet's way. You know what? Now I may I may grab some Tunyon in the final round in best ball. I don't know how that I missed that whole. I don't know how I, I didn't know, but I think now I'm gonna have to throw him in the mix in round uh, 18. Very fun, um, very fun. Um, I, in the eighth round, I'm not taking Michael Thomas. Like Michael Thomas, yeah. I, no, I'm just I, I honestly just don't want him on my roster. Like I understand that he's talented or was talented in 2019 but i'm just not doing it again i i don't care what they say he's already hobbled like they're already saying that he's taking limited reps and and I, camp's not going on right now but when like pre-camp was going on i'm just I, i'm not using up a roster spot definitely not in the eighth round there are other receivers yeah you don't want to make that decision you don't want to look at his freaking name every week and be like i can't like do i put him in do i start him yeah. this week they're playing the so-and-so i don't like the mental gymnastics of Michael Thomas is not anything mm -hmm. that I, yeah. that I want to deal with. Yeah. I just, yeah, I'm out on Michael. I'm tired of waiting at this point. And now like, he's probably not even the best receiver on that roster because Chris Olave is so good. So, right. And you know how I feel, you know, Rashid Shahid was my pound the table last week. Yeah, so absolutely. I'm so. all about him way later than Thomas. So. Yeah. so surprised he's going in the eighth round. I wonder if once we get past Mox and into some more real dress, I wonder yeah. if he'll drop. This is, this is definitely early ADP. I mean, we're, yep. we're, we're early days. We're, we're July. What is today? The 10th, 11th, whatever yep. today is. But I'll be honest with you, even if he's the 15th round, I'm probably not taking Michael Thomas. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just for redraft, uh, me either. Yeah, I'm with you. Done. Yeah. So, how about uh, how about round nine, Jen? Well, round nine, <clears throat> I'm surprised to see him as a ninth rounder. To be honest with you, when I saw it, it was it was a very easy pull for me, and that is Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, I. I there's no way that I'm going to look at that name every week on my roster and make a decision of whether to put him in or not. There's just too many mouths to feed in. And it, the thing is, it's not even that there's that many mouths to feed in that, in an offense, but in that particular offense, as it is, like it's already a limited receiving situation. Then you've got, you know, Bateman is, you know, allegedly healthy. Then you have Zay flowers. Who's new and fresh. You have Mark Andrews. Who's now healthy. And then you have OBJ who hasn't played since the 2021 Super Bowl. It's just not, he's a, a huge hard pass for me. Even in the ninth, even in the 12th, even in the 14th, it's not happening. Yeah, he's the one that stands out to me too in the ninth round. Uh, he's one that uh, I, I predicted you would select. And so I well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I was actually, when I looked at yours, I was like, oh, he didn't pick him. Sweet. <laughs> well, you and I have had enough conversations about OBJ and the Baltimore offense in general that I yeah. I feel like I have a pretty good on, good read on where you stand on most of the Baltimore <laughs> yeah. pass catchers. So that's where we are here. I went with Jacoby Myers for the same reason as Which I, I, as I, I like that one else. too. I, yeah, I, I I like Myers, but he hasn't been super productive when he's been the supposed wide receiver one in the offense. He's been kind of a frustrating Willie or won't he type of fantasy player. So now he goes over to the Raiders with some really questionable quarterback situation with Devontae Adams already on the roster. Uh, Hunter Renfro is there, and I don't think he's just like Myers plays better out of the slot. And now you got Renfro there. I just they're going to push him outside to play that Z receiver. And I. I don't know. I, I'm just out on Jacoby Myers in the ninth, early ninth round too, like fringe ninth round. There's other players there I'd rather take. I see a theme here with us, Brandon. It's it's the anti Raider slash Bear show. <laughs> That's how it without goes. meaning to be. Not, uh, Jamie, not lying you, into it. So. Thank you, Jamie. I appreciate it. Uh, the the potathon. Uh, thanks for tuning in and thanks for all of that. Very nice. Appreciate it. Yeah, definitely supporting the potathon and Je Jen. Working hard out there. With oh, yeah. And I see you guys talking to the less FB. Um, Brandon, I think he's is not in it this year. So I'm not in Scott Fishbowl this year. We, uh, yeah, I guess it won't be. But, you know, I'll always talk about Scott Fishbowl. I'm awaiting. Actually, let me look real quick if I'm up. I'm not yet. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm three picks away from from my from the three one, and I'm like, I want to be able to, I want to be able to pick tonight. It's going to drive me crazy if, if I have to sleep on that pick. Anyway, um, back to back to the pod. Where where are we here? The oh, we just finished the ninth. Okay. So I'll be honest, I don't have like in depth notes on the rest of my guys. I just have like a couple little yeah, little comments. So. Well, once you get farther down, it's kind of like yeah. okay. But we get my, double digits, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out here. My rounds ten and eleven are actually together. Okay. I didn't realize they were. T- I thought they were in the same round, and so I put them to both down. And then I realized after that one was actually uh, in round eleven. He's like the eleven one, and I didn't realize it. So I'm just gonna do them both, and then we can go back and do yours. That's fair. Um, I'm going. And listen, I you know I'm a Dolphin fan, but. Both Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert, I'm out. Uh, even if Dalvin Cook doesn't go there, I think I am out in redraft because I don't want to have to make that decision this year. It's painful. So I just think that's literally all I wrote down. I don't want to have to make that decision in redraft. I think both of them may be decent or they both might not and they might cannibalize each other and they both may get hurt or one may get hurt. It's just coming into redraft. I just, there's just other places I'm going to go rather than pick those two. So Wilson right now is in the 10th and I think Mostert is in 11 one, but to me they're that hand in hand. I don't want either. And, and Devon chain is there. Like I, I, so he's going to have a role. I'm, I'm with you. It's going to be hard to in best ball. I'm definitely taking Mostert in that area occasionally, but I, yeah, in, in redraft, you're right. I don't want to make that lineup decision. I just absolutely it's, don't want to. It's painful. And I believe, yeah, it's just tough to have. And I think last year I, I did that to myself with Miles Gaskin and, and everything else. And I, I'm not, I just can't, can't do that again uh, with the Dolphins because it's tough. You don't really know. And if they add Dalvin Cook, then it's a thousand percent out. Yeah, that, then it's a wasted pick. And, right. and that's a very possible thing to do. I mean, the rumors are Dalvin Cook was almost offended by the Miami Dolphins contract. Yeah, offers, so we'll see. So, yeah, that might not happen. I saw who did I see today? Was it the Jets? No, I saw someone else today that I was like, wait a minute. Where'd that come from? Uh, it was another team that I hadn't seen. Um, but it could have just been a random. Yeah. There's not really a team out there that he won't just mess something up. Like it's. <laughs> oh yeah, there's really nowhere that he's right now going to yeah. slide in. We've just come too far in the off season, yeah, ADP right. and whatnot. That it's there aren't a lot of places that he could just slide in and not screw everything up. I want to do mean, this somewhere I'm already not buying in. So let's let's put him in Cincinnati or something like that because we're mean, already we not taking Nixon. <laughs> we could like put him in Buffalo with his brother. And yeah, they could just, just do kinda, that hang out and then yeah. we could just Damian Harris to me is a throwaway anyway. So. Yeah. I'm not drafting Damian Harris. Me so. either. So, okay, here we go. <laughs> we you fixed heard, it. There you, you go. Heard it for, you heard it here first. We fixed it. Dalvin so, Cook to the Bills. He gets to play with his brother and they both have a great workload and we're all happy. I love it. Make it happen, NFL. Make it happen. <laughs> uh, so round 10 for me, uh, I have three comments. Number one, uh, I'm not taking a defense here with that. That's just, <laughs> Oh, I skipped all the defenses when yeah. I saw that I wanted it's, to, I was like, should I just yeah. do one for fun? But it's I didn't. not my pick, but I'm just no. saying defense for me is round 14 out of 15 kicker is round 15 out of 15. Like that's if I have to take one. Right. So, uh, otherwise I'll drop someone later and pick up a kicker and stream for week one. Like that's usually what I end up doing. So, uh, the second comment I have to say is every single year, we hope for a Bengals tight end to come out and, uh, and wow us every year we do this right and then the third thing i want to say is every year we hope for irv smith jr to come out and bust out and become a phenomenal we get the perfect storm of both right yeah so 10th round no i'm not i'm just not gonna take irv smith that's just not (laughs) i totally yes i wish him well i hope he does perfect storm of not gonna happen people are super into irv smith i see a lot of the hype and i'm just like no i mean talented dude he is, but Good he offense. just, he can't right. stay healthy. And it's just, there's, I mean, so much hope. Remember when he first came, we're like, oh, his dad and he's, the-. oh yeah. And yeah. yeah. I wrote an article about it like two years ago. Oh, like, so like, this, written, is, yeah. this is the breakout tight end mm-hmm. you need. Then he got hurt yes. in training camp or something. So yes, yeah. he did. And then he got hurt <laughs> last year. And then, I mean, if, the team, I mean, the Bengals are going to be good, right? So if you want, I mean, but I just can't, I can't seem to, I can't seem to, yeah, I'm not going to do that either. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to say Jamie Perog, who's in the chat right now, I apologize yes. for my next pick. I just want to apologize to you ahead of time. Uh, my 11th round is Rashawn Johnson. Um, I like the talent, right? 
I don't like the landing spot. I think that the Bears are not an offense that I want to buy a lot into. We've discussed that a lot. And then the other thing is, for all the nasty things that we're saying about Khalil Herbert and Deontay Foreman, that they're not going to commit to you, and if they wanted to commit to you, they wouldn't have added others. I mean, you say the same thing for Rashawn Johnson, right? Like, apparently this is going to be a multi-back system. And I think that they saw Khalil Herbert thrive next to David Montgomery in limited touches, being kind of a pass catcher, kind of a change of pace guy, uh, a full-on backup. And I think they said who compliments Khalil Herbert the best and brought in Deontay Foreman. So I think we're going to see Herbert start, Foreman, a heavy dose of Foreman on on first and second down. And I think Roshan Johnson's going to be depth. Now, do I think maybe he develops into a long-term excellent starter? Sure. Like, I think he's a talented guy. But this year... I think it's going to be the Herbert and Foreman show on an offense that's going to struggle to move the ball. I I don't say I disagree, but I do feel like I could sprinkle in some Johnson for depth, right? Rookie running backs come on late. If you have enough room on your bench and you want to grab him and then ride him out so that people don't snack him off waivers in week eight when you know someone else gets hurt in front of him and he ends up getting a bigger role... But right out of the gate, he's not going to produce. But if you're in round 11 at that point, it's not a horrible value there for me. But I do understand where you're coming from, too. And certainly um, attrition is is a thing, yes, right? Always. Certainly, I mean, you know, attrition is a running back thing for that. Um, so, so, you know, I get it. But I'm probably targeting, you know, your Isaiah Hodgins is players like that is probably what I'm doing instead of loading up my bench with guys like Roshan Johnson. Right. Um, I do want to say one thing. Um, the Mr. Scampers just talked about Hayden Hurst and I actually tweeted about it the other day because I just can't similar to Irv Smith, right? Everyone's waiting for the Carolina tight ends. Like I understand it's a brand new situation there, but I just can't. It's like every year, every year a with Hayden Hurst and B with Carolina. It's a very similar to the Irv Smith situation. <laughs> Hayden Hurst had one good year in Atlanta, but since then he really hasn't done much. Carolina tight ends never produce. I know it's a totally different team, but I'm still going to throw it out there because I am. And so you've got this combination of like, eh, and people all of a sudden are on this Hayden Hurst train. And for me, I'm, I'm not there. I just, I'd rather take Taysom Hill, honestly, who's going to get some gadgetry than boring Hayden Hurst with Carolina. We don't even know what they have there. We don't know what's going to happen. He may be a stud, but I just don't see it. So I, uh, I respectfully, Mr. Scampers agree. And I cannot get on the Hayden Hurst train this year. Many people are though. I see, I see it leaving the station. I see it chugging along through Twitter. Um, I am not getting on. I I feel like we're going to see a lot like what we saw in Indianapolis with Frank Reich, like a frustrating blend of tight ends that sometimes pop and sometimes don't and i don't want to make the lineup decision on it so i think because because tommy treble's a good talented kid and ian thomas is a great blocker so he's gonna get snaps so i don't know but uh let's move to the 12th round uh this one i'm gonna say the 12th round was really hard for me i kind of like everyone in the 12th round oh really i yeah. I, I i found At least one. a little so. i found one very easily for me uh-huh. um and we're gonna continue i guess with the rookie running backs here mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna go with chase brown Chase Brown. Okay. Chase Brown is my round 12 guy. I get it. He's a rookie. People are excited about him. Joe Mixon, you know, wh- when Chase Brown was drafted, people were fired up because they weren't sure if Joe Mixon was even going to still be there in Cincinnati. But early reports of camp and all of that have said that it's Travion Williams's job. You know, he he's winning the RB2 job. So Chase Brown's fine. But I feel like in the twelfth round, there's just there's better value there than someone that might be the RB three on a team that has a ton of other talented players on it, a la Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, you know, Joe Mixon, the rest of those guys. So Chase Brown, round twelve, a little rich for me. I'd rather take Travion Williams with my last pick. Yeah, I, I, I'm on board for that. And uh, it came down to Chase Brown or Ty J um, Spears for me, who I chose, Ty J Spears. Which um, I was going to talk about earlier, and then I stopped myself. So yeah. go, go so, for it. S- same thing. We just keep waiting for a backup tight end, Titans running back to blow up and to do good. And we just keep waiting, and it doesn't happen. And while he may win the backup job, and he may be great, and he might be a midseason waiver wire wonder, uh, I just I don't want to clog up my roster with him at this point. 
Yeah, what I was going to say is, so I'm in the, for Scott Fishbowl, I'm in the the 12 spot chat and there were some guys today, someone was debating Henry and someone was going on and on about he was going to lose touches to Tajay Spears and I just, you know, I didn't comment. I just sat there and laughed because I'm like, we've been, I mean, Darrington Evans was going to be the next big thing. And then, you know, it's like every year there's another guy in there that's supposed to take touches away from Derrick Henry and it just doesn't happen. <laughs> so Tajay Spears is fine. I just wouldn't look at him as, as a threat to Derrick Henry. I think he's fine. It, it, you know, if you want to stick him on your bench for later, stash him, but uh, I wouldn't look at him as any kind of uh and this is often when I'm actually, when I find myself drafting, when I'm actually taking a quarterback is this spot. Because right. you can get Same. Daniel Jones, you can get Tua. And Tua's, right. Tua's a target for me, not just because I'm a Dolphins fan, but uh, when he when he plays, he's really good in fantasy. And so, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Tua. It, 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 he's pretty cheap at this No, point. absolutely. And that this is around when I do that and a tight end. Like both of those are going to be in the last, last couple rounds prior to kicker and defense is when I start to look at that and – you know, to me, Tajay Spears is not that guy. I feel like there's other running backs uh, in that realm, like a Jerome Ford. Give me him all day over Tajay Spears. I just feel like, the, the, you know, the, the opportunity is there for Ford uh, way more so. Uh, JB Perog asked about uh, Tyler Conklin or Ruckert, Jeremy Ruckert, with um, your last pick as a Rodgers tight end. Are you targeting one of the Jets tight ends? I'm not targeting them, but I don't hate them. I, I think that. It's tough to know which one. I know there's been there's been some hype with Ruckert. Uh, I, I've been seeing a little bit of hype. Conklin, I've kind of fallen for him in the past, so that recency bias has me leaning towards Ruckert. But I don't I don't dislike either of them. You know, he he likes a tight end. I mean, Jets tight ends have not been fantastic in recent years, but this wasn't an Aaron Rodgers team, so I don't think that either of them is a bad pick with with your last pick at all. Yeah, and my answer is Kate Otten. That's. <laughs> You pronounce thought, it wrong again, dude. What's I, your deal? I said pierogi. I thought I thought pierogi like the food. Oh, so he actually says pierogi. Okay, all right. It's just it's P E R O G. I didn't think um, I didn't I, get the. I e have to the say end. I okay. love a pierogi. I do enjoy have... a pierogi. I do enjoy <laughs> a pierogi. So sorry about that, Jamie. I will do my best. So maybe I'll just say Jamie. Maybe that's it. <laughs> well, no, I think now you've got it. I think okay. per, I think you're there with pierogi. I think we're there. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, round 13, uh, I, I think you might be mad at me. Can I do mine first for round 13? I guess, yeah. So, so oh, I, I am I, gonna be mad at you. I saw it. I'm yeah. listen. I'm not mad at you. You're just this is just you're wrong. I'm just but wrong. That's how it is. So I, 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 I like the idea of Tim Patrick. I'm just worried he's never gonna graduate to more than the idea of Tim Patrick. And there's too many receivers there. So I'm, Let I'm not me, clogging my roster with him. And I understand that. I, yeah. I absolutely do. I understand it being skittish on the Denver offense as a whole. I, I absolutely get it. I would like to direct you. Maybe after this, you can go Google. Uh, James, <laughs> James Palmer from the NFL network, uh, has come out and said, like, literally he said, Tim Patrick is the best player in the Broncos locker room right now, not mm -hmm. wide receiver yeah. player. Yeah. And that is like a universally discussed thing amongst the beat writers and amongst everything. Uh -huh. He's been hurt when he wasn't hurt. He was fantastic. So he is healthy now. Sean Payton is there. Tim Patrick is so cheap. Like you can't not draft him there. I mean, I, I just feel like, yeah, I like it. Uh, yeah, I like, I'm sorry. I'm too bit. Yeah. Benjamin Albright who, uh, yeah, I'm actually in a league with him, but yes. Um, so yes, Tim Patrick has been, has had a great camp. He is healthy. He was great before he got hurt. Uh, great. Yeah. Great. I, before he great. got hurt. Yes. Great. I don't have the numbers because he wasn't my pick, so I didn't do the research. Yeah. Um, so, but I, you know, but best, if we, best season, 742 yards and six touchdowns. As the what? Wide receiver three or four on that team? That's wide not receiver bad. Three, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wide receiver three, yeah. Considering not, the volume that he got, that's pretty pretty darn good there, Brandon. Not bad. I just feel <laughs> like I just feel like I guess you're right. I guess I guess in the in the you know thirteenth round, if you right. get that out of it, I guess right. that's. Okay. I'm not telling you that you need to draft him in the yeah. fifth round as your wide receiver. I three. guess that's like, fair. But I, I, I just, think. I'm just, I'm just done. We hear this every year. He's the best player. He's the best receiver. We all love him. It all comes out of Denver and everybody gets excited. And then he, meh. And then he just, meh. So. Okay. Well, listen, last year he was hurt. And last year was just a disaster on, on all fronts. Um, if Russell Wilson does not 
return to any form of Russell Wilson, then it doesn't matter. They're all going to stink again. So, <laughs> but I feel like Sean Payton, you know, hopefully will do something. I don't know. I, I can't. Yeah. I, I'm, I like Tim Patrick though. And I, yeah. I feel like he's, he's uh value appropriate. Okay. Uh, who's your round 13. So my round 13, um, I would say speaking of jets, but he's not even there anymore. Uh, my round 13 is Elijah Moore. Oh. Who I don't dislike as a player. He's fine at his ADP. I'm just not sold on that offense pass wise. We talked about Deshaun Watson earlier. Just not sold on it. He's fine. Round 13. Like I don't hate him. I had to pick someone in this round. So that's who I picked. Cause I'm just, he's just someone I'm not drafting, but I'm not like adamantly like, Oh, I, I can't stand him. I hate him. And these are the reasons. Eh, I just, he's just not somebody that I am. I'm targeting. I just feel like that offense is very run heavy as it is. You know, we have Nick Chubb, you have Amari Cooper, and then you have Donovan Peoples Jones. And where does that really leave Elijah Moore? Like, eh. No, I'm with you. I, I and I will say, I'm looking at this. This this was kind of a tough round too, because most of the players in this round are pretty appropriately priced. Like, I wanted to like going into this exercise, I was like, okay, what round am I picking Anthony Richardson as my pick? And then I'm like, oh, he's a 13th round pick in right. Like that, yeah. that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. So yeah, and I think if if we were to do this exercise later, I think it would be different. But where he we are in July up. and with the amount of where the ADP is for redrafts, like if we were using underdog ADP, it would be different. Yeah. But we're, we're using redraft multi-site ADP. So a lot of it is different than, than what we would. A lot now, of these guys are going much earlier in underdog. Now watch Richardson's draft. Uh, watch his ADP as we learn that Gardner Minshew ends up starting week one. I, I just, because I'm predicting that to happen. So. It, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility at all. We, we don't know what's going to happen there. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, so uh, I've got, uh, let's see, week 14, or round 14, week 14. We I'm, can just, uh, wow, I didn't realize how long it's, we're, we're almost at an hour, Brandon. There's no liquor in here, I promise, even though I'm stumbling over everything I say um, at this point, so. We can just, we can go we'll very swiftly it. over mine, because yeah. it's Skymore, and we already talked about all that. So, Skymore, not taking any of those guys. So, yeah, that's mine. Who's yours? Uh, Tyler Higby, <laughs> I just had to. I just had oh, to. Yeah. It, yeah, in yeah. all fairness, if you're gonna take a tight end in round 14, and it's Tyler Higby. I don't really care, but like, I, I don't know if that offense, what that offense is gonna be this year. I don't like Tyler Higby because he's frustrating to start every week. You just don't pick. like him. You never yeah, have. I'm out. I, well, yeah. it's it's because I'm I spent out. Half You've been season. out for years. Yeah. I started. I it's because I spent half a season starting him over Pat Fryermuth, and it was it was the wrong decision every week, and it was so hard for me to to stop doing it. So I'm just never, I'm just never going to make that decision again, Jen. That's so. Listen, I am not, I, I've been there. I have guys that are very similar that are on my own personal. I, I'm out and people, you know, many people will be taking Tyler Higby. He is not sexy, but he is consistent. And, and, and if you just want a boring tight end to throw in there, Higby's your guy. And he was but like I the understand tight end that nine, he's not so. yours. Yeah, yeah. He was like the tight end nine. I don't even have like really strong justification <laughs> here. So. <laughs> You don't have to. I mean, that's part of fantasy football is the emotional aspect. We can't all take it out of it. It's there and it will continue to be there. So there are guys that you're just like, you know what? I just don't like him. He screwed me once and I'm done. Absolutely. And that's, just, and that's okay. <laughs> so, uh, so what's uh round 15 round 15. My round 15 is Michael Gallup. Okay. For, very similar. I'm just out. I went way too heavily invested in him a couple of years ago. It did not pan out. I feel like he might he might be just a guy after all that, right? I don't think he's really that great. Brandon Cooks is there now. He's fine as a 15th rounder if you want him. I'm not I'm not like super, you know, I'm not similar to Elijah Moore. Like I'm not anti. And I, and you could talk yourself into a story where he he outperforms his round 15 ADP for sure. But he's just not for me. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. I uh he's burnt us in the past and like you said Brandon Cooks is there now. So I think that's extremely fair. Who so also burnt us in the past. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I went with Zeke Elliott. Uh, I'm seeing him get drafted and I get it. Um, but I just think he's another roster space guy. I'd rather go with an upside player. Cause I think even if he signs somewhere, he's going to like vulture a couple touchdowns and be a frustrating lineup decision. I just, I'd rather take someone that's either, you know, like a backup running back who's like, could be a starter or somebody with like a lot more upside or something. Yeah, like I agree. I, I think he will get drafted probably in a lot of home leagues just because people, might yeah think that he's gonna all of a sudden be plugged in and, and be great but there aren't a lot of teams and a lot of scenarios where i think he will be so yep. 
Yep. Um, and yes, Jamie, I would rather have Jaden Reed later than Gallup too. So Me too. Absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Jen. Always a pleasure. Uh, do you have any final thoughts or plugs before we go? Um, <laughs> no, I do not. Um, do I have any, I don't know. Um, well, you write, you write five articles a day, Jen. So no, I uh, only had one today and it was massive though. It was like 2,800 words. So it is there. It's uh, sleepers and traps. Uh, so that dropped this morning. Other than that, I don't have any other articles. Um, yeah, just kind of, you know, Scott Fishbowl started today. So that's kind of been on the brain. Um, we do have, for those listening that don't know for the, for the first time this year, we actually have Scott Fishbowl rankings, uh, in our rankings. So like in the drop down where you select like PPR, happy PPR, whatever, there's an SFB. So if anyone cares about using John's projections and the SFB scoring, it's in there. And we haven't had that before. So that's kind of cool. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Go and check that out. Read everything that Jen did. Uh, listeners, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Jen NFL and at two guys, Brandon. Thanks so much for checking us out. Have a good day.